We thank you, Lord, for this very month. It is the month, as you have said, from October last year, you told us about this month. It shall be the month of restoration. I say in this month, your fortune is restored. I say in this month, your strength of old is restored. Whatever had been stolen from your life, before this month runs to an end, they shall be restored back to you. It says in that Joel chapter 2, verse 25, that the Lord will restore to you the years the locusts have eaten. But in verse 19, it says, the Lord shall reply, I'm sending you grain enough to satisfy you fully. In this month, hear the word of the Lord. You will receive reply from heaven. Over the things that you have been seeking the face of God from January to this hour, in these very months, you will receive reply from heaven. I say that he said the Lord will reply, I'm sending you grain. There shall be no jobless among you. Grain, 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 grain from heaven. Thank you, Father, for pouring it down. Thank you, Father, for pouring it down. Grain, 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 grain. Enough to satisfy fully. Enough to satisfy fully. Enough to satisfy fully. New wine, new wine, new wine, new wine, new wine. New wine that will intoxicate. New wine of God, new wine of God, new wine of God. Oil, 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 oil. Anointing, 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 anointing. Receive it of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. The gates of heaven is open over you. The flood gates it is called. Blessing as you have spoken over the years. This house has entered into the manifestation and the fulfillment. Look at flood gates open. Look at the basket in the hand of the Father throwing grace upon you. Deeper knowledge of the word. Rataboronde Sikapaladi. Yay! Unstoppable power that Satan or mortal men cannot hinder. Receive in the name of the Lord of hosts. Oh, Father, I can see visions, and so they see. I can hear your voice, and so they hear. I can understand your lyrics, and so they do. For spirit give back to spirit, and flesh give back to flesh. Because flesh give back to flesh, spirit give back to spirit. I say, I can see, and as I see, they shall see. Recap all about the sun. I can hear your voice. I can hear the rumbling coming over the face of the earth, and so they can hear, Lord. They can hear and understand, Lord. They can hear and discern, Lord. Nothing will cut them on our wheels. Because you are the Lord. You said the land has roared. Who will not but speak? You did not say to Jacob, seek me for nothing. We give you the praise and honor and glory for what you have been doing. Thank you for what you did now. Oh Lord. It was ankle deep, then knee, then waist, and then overflowing. We worship and glorify your holy name. In Jesus' anointed name, we have prayed with thanksgiving. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. 
take your seats in the heavenly places and put your hands together for the king of heaven hallelujah let me tell you what i was discussing with the lord about you today and i believe that 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 um, that experience i had today in the midnight really i i discovered that i've been having sleepless nights not that i couldn't sleep all night but you know like yesterday i slept at two and by uh, minutes to, to six i got up again and my eyes were clear that means that i slept few hours but i was very well rested you know when you have things like that what do you do you get up and then make use of the time because the time will come to that your body will just need a long sleep you know a principle i adopted which i i found from jesus christ is that he does not rest unless his body demands rest and jesus therefore every minute that he's not resting he's doing something that is contributory to to furtherance of his mandate he doesn't waste time at all every time that he couldn't sleep he's doing something with the father with the calling with the mandate of heaven and i found a philosophy from that that when god the way god works our body is that sometimes we work and our body will be tired and when your body is tired come on go and rest surely we go and rest but that rest may be 45 minutes it may be a little nap and you get up again and you discover you are fully refreshed and when you are fully refreshed make sure anything you engage in adds values to your life this is the benchmark that broadens the knowledge of a human because a human being who does that will digress from his career into other things learnings and he'll be so vast and then when he talks he can coordinate he can speak about many things that will put you on edge when you go for interview with companies and things like that because companies love people who are not only good in their field but they are good in the corresponding field and they can relate and they can bring solutions and stuff like that and jesus was like that so the experience i had was that i fell into something two things i will tell you yesterday was 191 days of our prayer isn't it and today is 192 days that we have been praying together as a church that is since lockdown if you have missed those prayers <laughs> i won't ask you why because i don't want to encourage man to sin i will just say to you that you know that is not good the rest of your team have moved far towards god you are lagging behind we can carry you on our shoulder if you join us today and you'll be where we are because we've been praying for you and i told you during the night prayer that i i felt compassion for god i just said to my wife that you know something came upon me now it it came upon me to the place of tears and it was compassion for god and why why did i have compassion on god should somebody have pity on god i think so because while i was studying i did see god not as god but as father and i saw that he was warning the people of israel through jeremiah he warned them and warned them and he said to them look everything i have for you is good why can't you just obey just simple and he says that but they will not obey me can you imagine a father who has so much wealth and he has prepared everything comfort for his children and then the children just turn against it turn away they chose to suffer instead of riding on what god has ordained for their father and just enjoy the bliss 
Father is not happy. And so when I was looking at that, and then God got angry and said that, and I will wipe them off. I will destroy them with plague. And was saying to, to Jeremiah, uh, to Isaiah, said, I will destroy them with plague. I will leave only 10% of them. The rest of them will go into exile. And God in anger was speaking his judgment. And then many years after, Jeremiah came up. And in the Jeremiah's time, it was fulfilled. So I began to have pity on God. Because I also thought that there are Christians who are like that. Who just choose to disobey God. And tears were in my eyes. That was one encounter I had with the Lord yesterday. Uh, yesterday. Yesterday was the third year. That was early in the morning. And towards the evening overnight today, I had another encounter with God. The encounter I had was that suddenly an awe came upon me. And I could interpret it in my spirit. And I said to God, Lord, you see, <laughs> I want all my members to be blessed. And I said again, Lord, I want you to bless all my members. And then I said to the Lord, what do I live for except that they are blessed? I said, would you bless them for me? And you know, whenever God gives such encounters, it's because God wanted to do it. When God wants to do something on earth, he needs a vessel to speak it. That's why it's in the book of Second Chronicles 20:20. 20, 20. Believe in God and you'll be established. Okay? Then believe in his prophet, you will prosper. Alright? And so when it's time for God to bless you, God will put it in the mouth of his servants. And incredible, God enabled me to have the experience of what he was thinking about you. God's thought is to bless this house beyond your widest dream. I can guarantee you. We have seen blessing in this church. We have seen blessing, I tell you. We have not been kept in dark or darkness. By God. God is so naked to us. He shows us everything we need to see. He reveals to us everything we need to know. So that this church is never confused. Even when the world is confused. Even when, when many Christians are confused. You are not confused. Because God had told you. If confusion was coming, he would tell us on this pulpit that confusion is coming. I tell you, at this time it's going to happen. So that we are very much aware. But in the midst of it, he would tell us that I will take care of you. And he does take care of us. And so, I will say this to you. You are in a very vantage time. This is October. No wonder he told us yesterday that today we will see his hand in this meeting. And while you were worshipping, I saw the hand of God taking a basket and he threw grains. And while he was pouring the grain, the amazing thing was that the basket never emptied. You know, when you pour, when you put a grain in a basket and you throw it out, once all the grain comes out, that's it. But when he was doing that among you, behold the basket in his hand, his right hand. And the basket though was poured out completely, but it's not empty. It continues to pour, it continues to pour, it continues to pour. And he told me, that is where the season that you have entered into, in this house. Is the season we have entered into, in this house. Things that will alarm mortal men. We happen here. And you know, grain, let me explain this to you because today I'm talking about principles to virtuous living. And that's what I began to talk about. The first thing I've just spoken to you is just to love God and to obey Him. That's it. 
Look at that, Jeremiah, uh, Joel chapter 2, verse 25, which is the caption, the capstone of this month. Alright? It says, I will repay you the years the locusts have eaten, great locusts, and the young locusts, the other locusts, and the, and the swarm locusts. All these locusts, locusts, locusts. Go to verse 26. You will have plenty to eat until you are full. And you will praise the name of the Lord your God who worked wonders for you. Give me 26 only, please, so that we can see that clear. Yeah, good, thank you. You will have plenty to eat until you are full. And you will praise the name of the Lord your God who has worked wonders for you. Never again will my people be put to shame. Now, if you look at God speaking in that play, in that scripture, understand that every caption of our month god speaks to me from the month of october every year to the month of december now we have entered the month of october and i started to hear from him really god has started talking to me about what will happen to 2003 and 2007 and i told you you also must seek god why do i hear from god i told my heart to want to know a child who has the father that dad sit down tell me your life so that i can gain experience that child is wise and that child would be wiser than other children who just play about. And then at the end of the year, they're asking God, bless me, bless me, bless me, bless me. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's strange. When I sat down with God, I said, God, what is your problem that I can help you? Then I, it came to my mind that can God have a problem that mortal men can help God? Then it came to me again that, yes, God does. It is not unto God to preach the gospel, but unto man. It is not unto God to help the poor, but unto man. It is not unto God to show people the way to the Father, but unto man. So how can we help God? Several ways. By asking and knowing His will, and then doing it. God needs people. In the book of Isaiah, in chapter 6, it says that, he says, and on the day Uzziah died, don't go there. In the day Uzziah died, on the year Uzziah died, I saw the Lord, you know, and, and seated upon his throne. And he said, and he spoke through the temple and said, and I heard a voice from heaven say, who shall we send or who shall go for us? Till today, he's still saying it. Don't get engrossed in the comfort of God and forget the God of the comfort. So, in this scripture, therefore, he says, I'm talking about Jeremiah. And today God will give us deep understanding. It says, You will have plenty to eat until you are full. And you will praise the name of the Lord your God who has worked wonders for you. Never again. So if God is talking about abundance here, and he said it is wonder, it means that it is kind of abundance that is not just a... Uh, linear you know linear is one plus one plus one plus one plus one okay that is you just go you know one step at a time that is a linear graph but it's talking about wonder which means it's probably what we can call exponential graph something that just spike up really the exponent of god have no ratio in human mathematics and i can give you an indication about it, it says one shall chase a thousand and to 10,000. Can you work that for me? In mathematics? If the strength of one man chase a thousand, and that man doubles, we chase 10,000. Tell me the mathematics that express that. You won't find it. That is wonder. That is wonder. That does not mean that three we chase to power 
10 maybe it could be astronomical that is God for you so when God says he will work wonders for you it means that he will lead you in the path that is unfamiliar to you it means that he will do what he will do in a way that people have never seen it done before it means you are unique but you see for you to manifest it you have to believe it and why should you believe it because God did not say this to you last month he's saying it to you now that's the evidence that you should believe it and God brought you to hear it anybody under heaven that is under my voice you are the one God is speaking to don't let the devil mess you up don't it is easy to believe rumor on television hello this is God's television telling you news of heaven too believe it Say to yourself, my life shall experience wonders of God. I don't like that kind of way you are speaking. Because you have no God in your mouth, doesn't mean that you can't speak to yourself. I said, my life will experience the wonders of God. My life will experience the wonders of God. I'm having it now. Hello? That's what will happen to you. However, let me give you three things in this. Because looking at the principle of the victorious living, look at verse 19 on this one. What will bring this wonder to you? Three things. It says, the Lord will reply them, I am sending you grain, new wine, oil. When those three come together, you see explosion of manifestation of God. And what is the purpose of grain, new wine, and oil? Enough to satisfy you fully, which you can equip that to the verse 26. Are we together now? Enough to satisfy you fully. And then it says, never again will you be an object of scorn to the nation. And 26 says, never again will I put you to shame. Never again will you be put to shame. Not I put to shame, but never again will you be put to shame. Shame in the sense that you have a need and you don't have the means. It will never happen to you anymore. It will never. And you're only wishing good, wishing good, wishing good. No. The time has come that before you wish the good, the means is in your hands, says the Lord. That's what God is saying. But three things will bring it. Grain is the word of God. New wine or wine is the Holy Spirit. And oil is the anointing. The word, the spirit, and the unction. Those are the three things you need. Having said that to you, let me quickly draw you back into completing the lecture we started about three months ago. The key. Keys to the Father's heart. And we then narrowed it down after looking at the love for God. We went into the several things about heart, mind, and thoughts. And last week I was not able to complete this because I was reiterating again on the sixth, number six. And you can see that the first thing about heart, mind, and thought is because it's, uh, your heart is yours of good and evil thoughts. They, then number two, your heart controls your mouth. Number three, every imagination of your thought comes from the heart. Number four, you have the power to control your thoughts. You can't say that something evil thought is always coming to me. You have the power to control it. Number five, you have the power to control your speech. You can't just say a word without control. You, you can't say, it just came out of my mouth. It can't just come out of your mouth. You are born again. Number six, you have the power to control your actions. Now, if you look at all these things, tell me something that can give a man success out of this, outside this. 
that is talking in anything. Nothing. But if you look at all this, he's talking about the heart of man. The heart of man. To be victorious in your living, you have to conquer your heart. And if you conquer your heart, you must understand your mind will be under the control of your heart. If your mind is under the control of your heart, which has been conquered, I'm talking about the spirit man, then you will discover that evil thoughts, you cannot, it cannot overcome you. It's impossible. You can control your mouth at all times. Alright? You can control your thoughts. You can control your speech. You can't just speak something. You can't just react because people want to react. You can control your actions. But if we look at number seven, is this. Why should you control all these? Because what goes in your mind, goes in your heart, goes in your, in your, out of your thoughts, goes in the, into your, uh, uh, you know, you agree to do actions and stuff like that. They all boil down to your words. Your words control you. And in Matthew chapter 12, verse 36 to 37, it says, But I tell you, Jesus is speaking now, the, the God himself. I tell you that man will have to give account on the day of judgment for every careless word they have spoken. For by your words you are acquitted and by your words you are condemned. While I'm not here today to expose or to begin to define to you what the word acquittal and condemnation means, which are very, very common words in law. However, if we look at what Jesus is saying from just a common sense mind, what he's saying to you, your word binds you and your word loses you. Your word makes way for you and your word can hinder your success. Your word brings you healing and your word can bring you infirmity. Your word will I or acquit you. The power of life and death is in the tongue. Therefore, which means, every one of us who are Christians, we have an obligation from God to ensure that our tongue is controlled. And all what I've been teaching you, if you look at it, you do it, you control your tongue. When you are angry, the Bible says sin not. The time of anger is not the time to vent your speech. Is the time to be quiet. How many people have been angry and they spoke? And when they spoke, the other party believed what they said. And what they said, they didn't really mean it. And that deprived you of a great privilege. Or created problem around you for no reason. Your word, remember, will condemn you or it will approve you. Your word will pull you down or lose you up. It will prove your life or destroy your life. How many people have lost privileges, high privileges because they do not understand the use of words? Let me help you know this. You know, in the beginning, Genesis chapter 1, God created the world, the heavens, and the earth. Let's look at it very quickly. Let's see the origin of words. It says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Wonderful. The word created there looks like if somebody sat down and began to put things together and begin to use his hand to, to paint and then to build. That's what it looks like. But look at it. It didn't come by. How did he create it? 
It says, now the earth was formless and empty, darkness over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was moving. Alright? Understand this. Darkness was over the deep. But the Spirit of God was moving over the water. So you have the Father, you have the Spirit. Now what did he say in the next verse? And God said, what? Let there be light. So, you have the grain, which is the word. You have the Holy Spirit. And you have the unction, which is the Father. Now, where you have the unction, which is the Father, in you, you have him. You have him. All of you have him living in you. And you have the Holy Spirit of God. It's in every one of you who believe in Jesus Christ. And you have the word of God, which is, I'm reading to you, now you have it in your house. We have been studying it over these years. Then nothing should stop any good thing in your life. Speak it out, and it shall be so. Speak it out, it shall be so. Let me say this to you. If you can believe the word spoken by others to you, why can't you believe yourself when you speak to yourself? Who is more, or who, is, who stands a better chance with you to believe? Is it not you? You can't deceive yourself. If you can believe the words of others, and they come to pass. How much more when you speak about yourself, when you speak into yourself, it will come to pass faster. But you have to speak it under the unction of God. You have to speak it in the Holy Ghost of God. You have to speak it in line with the Word of God. Contrary to what is around you. Let he that fails say, I pass. That's the Bible for you. Who says it? Or how do I know it? He said, let the weak say I'm strong. Isn't it? So you say, let the weak say I'm strong. He's weak. But he said, I'm strong. Why? Let me give you the principle. You will discover that what the Bible is saying to you from the phenomenon of letting weak say I'm strong is this. Which part of you goes weak? Your body. Isn't it? When you say to your body, strong, where is strength coming from? Somewhere else. And what is it somewhere else? Your word. Why? It's spirit. You see, I am strong to the weak body. I am strong to the weak body. I am strong to the weak body. Something will begin to charge within that weak body from inside out. And you get out of your sickness. You get out of your infirmity. You get out of your weaknesses. I love it when I wake up in the midnight. I've just slept briefly and I just woke up and I'm tired. I wanted to go to wee and I'm struggling to get my eyes open. But by the time I get to the toilet, no matter how tired you are, when you are, when you are, when you are sleeping, you can't sleep into the toilet. You open your eyes because you saw my soul. And when I open my mouth to the toilet and I wee, I'm so tired. And I discover that the longer I'm weeing, the more awake I am. And sometime after weeing, you go back to your bed, you can't sleep anymore. Because you have spent enough time in being alert. Then I understand that I can do anything to this body. Through my mouth. So I begin to pray. When you begin to pray, within two minutes, the weakness is gone. Tiredness is gone. Why is it that when we want to talk, 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 we don't get tired? When you want to read Bible, you get sleepy. When you want to study books, you get sleepy. When you want to do good things, to settle down and add value to your, your life, your body will begin to sleep. Come on now. 
You can change the situation. Your words. God said, let there be light, and light beat. The next one he says, God saw that the light was good, and separated the light from darkness. I'm not preaching about this today, because we'll understand this is function of heart, mind, and thoughts. Let me give you one example. God saw, God said first, then God saw the power of observation of whatever you bring to birth. You must watch it, observe it. He saw that it was good. Whatever you do, you must pause and consider whether it is good. It is good if it is something that can achieve your legitimate end. Okay? But if it is something that is contrary to your legitimate end, it's not good. It's a waste of time. So, you must learn from God. Speak, observe, and separate. That is the power, power of, you know, order. He separated the light from darkness. He put order into things. Then, the last thing he says here is that God did what? Called. Spoke. The power of definition. You must have these things functioning in your life all the time. Or else, you will pursue something in your life for many years only to find out they are not in line with your legitimate end. And you say, oh, I've wasted all these years. When you are running, you need to look back and pause. That is with God. If you look here, therefore, this is the procedure that is simulated in every other creation. He spoke them to be, 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 he spoke them to be. Look, let me, let me explain this for five minutes. The next verse. And God said, let there be what? An one between the waters to separate the waters from water. You know what God is saying? That's what he's picturing in his mind. He spoke it because he thought about it. And when he spoke it, when he thought about it and he spoke it, what? The next verse, please. He says, so God made expanse and separated the water under the expanse from the water above it. And it was so. Order. God called the expanse definition. Sky. And there was evening. And there was morning. The second day. The next verse. And God said, let the waters under the sky be gathered to one place and let dry ground appear. Why? Because God has seen springs, he has seen rivers, he has seen lakes, he has seen ocean, he has seen seas. And when he spoke, dry ground appeared. If you look at, the, the whole earth was full of deep. Anybody who looks at it will not see ground because the ground was covered. Today you are going to look about Job. What do you do in time of your trial? Speak solution as you can imagine it. That's the reason why if your imagination has been salted by the word of God, it does not matter what man throw to you or what devil throw to you, you will see as God sees. And what you see of God is what you speak and that will happen. And that is what will control your life too. That's what you will ask. I will together now. And so he says... It was so, the next verse. And God called it drowned land and gathered waters, and the gathered water he called seas. And God saw it was good. Why is it that God is putting the same procedure, the same procedure? Because God wanted you and I to know that that is what you must do. We must do that to see the result of God. Don't let circumstance overwhelm you that you lose your spiritual mind. Really, circumstances are supposed to bring out the best of you. Especially when it is 
contrary circumstances. You see what it says there? God called the ground, the, 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 the ground, land, and gathered water, he called seas. And God said it was good. Next verse, please. And then, what happened to the ground? The ground was there dead. Nothing shows on the ground. I can picture this like a 3D animation. Just look at them so dry. Then God said, let the lamb produce what? Vegetation. And suddenly they begin to spring all over the whole place. It was green. Seed bearing plant. They began to grow straight away. Instantly. They were so. Trees on the land that bears fruits with seed in it. According to their various kinds. Rainforest manifested. All the forests of Africa, Asia, America. Everything manifested. He can see them in his mind and he spoke them to be and he observed them until they bid. And he defined them. What do you do to your life now? I will ask you. What have you been speaking to your life? Is that not what's happened to you? You can change your speech and your life will change. By the God inside you. Are we together now? Your words. We're talking about principles of living victorious life. And you can go to the end, the same principle happened. Now write this down, therefore. From these analysis I've given you, both of us know that your heart and your words are connected. And what is in your heart is what your mouth speaks. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth's what? Speak it. Therefore, write this down. Medicine to a good heart. Proverbs 4, 23 to 27. It says, above all else, guard your heart. That's number one. That is, don't let anybody sow seed into your heart. Filter what you hear. If it is not of God, reject it. <laughs> Let me tell you a joke that I saw on television over the past 24 hours, 48 hours. You know, Donald Trump had the COVID. Yes? Okay, I'm not saying it's, it was said on television. <laughs> but if you look at television, I love what is happening to them. Every one of them is saying, they started analyzing. What about if he dies? Then what will happen to America according to our constitution? They call some people who call so-called experts to come and be analyzing. The person who is still alive, that if he's dead, this is what will take place. And they were asking all stuff like that. Who does not know that that is their wish? Let me now ask you. If it is not their wish that he should die, why is it that when they went to interview them, he, they interview people, and the man came and said that I'm alright, and I'm recovering, I'm using this, uh, doctors can talk the name of that drug, I can't call the name of the drug, the, the, this, this drug that he said that he had been using for prevention. He said it's, it's, it's for fever, malaria, he's using that same drug, and other, other treatments. Now, they are not interested in what they are using to treat him. They are saying that, oh, they did not tell us the truth, whether he was using oxygen. What's the business, whether he was using oxygen? If he was using oxygen, what as, of what good is that to us who is hearing? Somebody is sick, whether he use insecticide, <laughs> or he use sanitizer, 
or he used uh, antiviral. As long as the man is doing fine. When our prime minister was sick, we didn't care whatever he used. We prayed for him and God brought him out. And nobody was asking, what were they using for him? Is he on oxygen? Is he not on oxygen? We prayed for him and God healed him. Now, this man is sick. And the... And, you know, we didn't, we didn't have all this uh, analysis of if our prime minister dies, then what will happen? So why is it that they are talking about this man that if he dies? And because the crowd, he, he didn't die. The guy is still coming up saying that I'm fine. <laughs> they are not happy. Now. They say, okay, they are, not, they are not lying to us whether he used, uh, um, you know, uh, what do you call it now? What is that? Of what use is the information to us? I'm talking about the working of the heart of man. You have to guard your heart. Because you see all this information they are giving on television. Anybody who believes in those things will be shipwrecked and misled. Totally shipwrecked and misled. Any information you hear on television, use common sense first. Before you use God's sense. I would get that. What about the news they are telling us about people who die by COVID now? I haven't seen television tell us the truth. And I intend to go and do a cast that will go viral. Because as citizens, what we demand from television is not what they are giving us. Television in March, April, when people were dying so many times, so many people dying daily, they were telling us the rate of people who die every week. Every day. Okay? Today, they are not telling us the rate of people who die every day. They are telling us the rate of people who die 28 days. Who do they want to deceive? We We need to know who died every day. Because some days only two people die in England. And they don't want to encourage people. So they keep telling you people who died in 28 days. In 28 days. We are asked the other time, they were telling us those who died every week and every day. Uh, however, they didn't stop telling us how many people got, got infected. If you do not protect your heart, man or Satan, they will corrupt it. And you will run when no one is chasing you. You will fear when fear is far away from you. Not every information you receive, you allow in your heart. That's what I'm telling you. Guard your heart. It's the worst thing of life. There are a number of issues that God is obstructing and ruffling feathers during this COVID. That I can talk to you personally on that. Because I'm doing analysis of what confusion that COVID is bringing and the knowledge of the world is being tested and they are coming to recognize that the knowledge of man is foolishness before God. So, your heart, number one, primary, principle. Number two, put away perversity from your mouth. Watch what you say. If your mouth produces negative words, you will reap negative fruits. Put away perversity from your mouth. Don't let people provoke you and say something that you are not supposed to say as a Christian. Curse people, abuse people, don't do that. Number three, keep corrupt talk far from your lips. Corrupt talk, keep it far from your lips. Number four, let your eyes look straight ahead. Don't let Satan get your attention at all. Don't let man detract your attention at all. Number five, Fix your gaze directly before you. Be focused in life. Today you did uh, one diploma in computer science. 
Next year you are doing full technology. If it is full technology you are facing, face it to the end. If it is computer science you are facing, face it to the end. Don't today face this and you've drawn it half and tomorrow you face the other one. Fix your gaze. Number six, make level path for your feet. You know how you make level path for your feet? How beautiful on the mountains are the feet of you who bring what? Good news. <laughs> peace is very easy. It's for the peacemakers. Why are you fighting people for no reason? Pick on this, pick on that, pick on the other one. If you don't have anyone to pick on, you pick on yourself. How many years do you do that? If that is you. <laughs> you see what the Bible is saying here. Don't engage in backbiting. Don't engage in from biting. Any bite, don't do it. You don't have the teeth to bite others. Make level part for yourself. Number seven, take only the ways that are firm. That is to say, you must test every opinion before you accept it. You must test every decision before you jump into it. Don't jump into a decision because it looks good. Oh, I'm going to make money. I'm going to make money. How? There are people who have been dreaming of money. For 40 years, they made nothing. Nothing. Because they don't test the path. I've told all of you here in this house, if you, want to, if you are on a gainful employment and you want to do business, don't resign. Don't resign. Because the employment puts food on your table. It pays your rent. It takes care of your daily needs. If you set up a business and you have to resign from an employment, that business should be robust enough to pay you what you earn in the employment. That's common sense. Because when you resign from your work, every day, your liability remains. Even it will increase if you are not careful. It will increase. Maybe you are a young man, you haven't married, or maybe you are an old man, you haven't married. Because not only your men do marry. And then you resign. And then you have to marry. Or maybe you are married and then you resign. And you have to have babies. One baby, two babies, three babies, four babies, five babies. Okay? The joy of having baby. Glorious. But <laughs> each baby is responsibility of money. Look, don't let people deceive you, as the scripture is saying. Take only the ways that you know have been proven and is firm. Number eight. Yeah, that's number eight, isn't it? No, that's number seven I gave you. That's number seven. Yes. That's number seven. Number eight. Do not swerve to the right or left. Do not swerve to the right or left. Just be focused and face what you are doing. The end will be good. And number 10, number 9, sorry, keep your foot from evil. Those are principles to victorious living. James chapter 3 verse 6, you can add it, it says the tongue also is fire. You all know about that. 
a world of evil among the parts of the body, it corrupts the whole person, sets the whole curse on his, of his life on fire. And it sets on fire, it is set on fire by hell. Be careful. These have their roots in the mindset. All what I've read to you, the nine things, they have their roots in your mindset. And that is where we're going to stop. You can control your mindset. I will ask you a question. What controls your mindset? Is what controls your mindset that will, you know, um, uh, that reveals or that work out this nice stuff in you? If you look at the mindset of man, in the book of Romans chapter 8, 6 to 9, it says the mind of a sinful man is death, but the mind controlled by the spirit is life and peace. So it means for you to operate the nice stuff, things, your life must be controlled at every stage of it by the Holy Spirit, not by your flesh, not by people, not by your desire, not by your what you want. Are we together? He says, and the sinful mind is hostile to God. In another words, if you are controlled by your flesh, you'll be hostile to God. The word hostile doesn't mean violent. It means that you will just not accept what God says. You will struggle with it. It does not submit to God's law. Nor can it do so. Let me tell you, there are some people in church, you know, a church like this is a place where truth is blunt. Either I'm on the pulpit or anyone of you is in the pulpit, you speak the truth bluntly. And can you imagine a, a woman who comes to this church and dresses and covers her nakedness, and then she goes out of this church to open her nakedness? She's not supposed to be here at all. She's not supposed to be in this place at all. Because you are just making a mockery of yourself. If people like that don't come, we know how many we are. They are baggage. Because when they become casualty, it is you and I that will be praying for them. You can't dine with Satan and not eat desserts. After you eat your five-course meal, you eat dessert, isn't it? <laughs> huh? And Satan, you cannot go to dining table with Satan and say that I'm full up. He will make sure you eat something before you go. And the food of the devil leads to regrets. You understand that? The eyes of God sees you when you are not here. He sees me, what I'm doing. And if I'm not working in what I'm teaching you, He will set me up to be humiliated. You know how God does it? God will just withdraw so that Satan will push you to the place you are by. It will be exposed to everybody. Plus, a person who comes to a place of truth and goes out and does what he likes, what a mental torture you are giving yourself. A, a mind, a sinful mind is hostile to God. It does not submit. It says he cannot. He can't, but he refused to. That's the word does not mean. Nor can he do so. Because when he practices it, then it becomes a lifestyle. When you get to the place where you cannot anymore, I tell you something. That is reprobate. That person has missed heaven totally. But you begin by practicing it. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't. After some time, your mindset will be turned to that. And at that time, let me tell you, nobody tells you anything. That is what you, you will even become a preacher of evil. Those controlled by the sinful nature cannot please God. You cannot please God. If you can't please God, you can't receive from God. 
God is passing, He just bless people around and He sees you bypass it straight away. You pass out, people are fasting and praying, they are praying, they are praying, they are praying. They cast out demons and demons are going out and they see you, they just enter you. Because you, you have room for them. <laughs> you have room for them. You will become a casualty. That would not be your portion. But you see, your mindset is what God is looking for. Is what Satan is looking for. So the two people that are responsible for human mindset, the devil and the spirit of God. Devil and demons, God and angel. Your body, who does it submit to? The devil. Because it fell to the devil at the beginning. Your spirit, who does it submit to? To God. And if you are not born again, your body submits to the devil. Your spirit is looking for God and is bound in your body, in the cage of your body. So that you begin to do what Satan wants. To your detriment. Therefore, your mindset determines your choice in life. Write that down. Three things I give you on that. Your mindset determines your choice in life. Or your death. Number two, your mindset. Second one is your mind control. Your mind control determines all about you. Mindset is the bedrock of how you operate. Mind control is the one that really directs you. Either the devil or, or God. That is, the, that is what determines everything about you. And number three, who and what controls your mind determines your direction in life. Two scriptures I will give you, one for the flesh and one for God. Second Corinthians 4.4 4. The God of this age have blinded their minds. When Satan controlled the mind. He has blinded the minds of unbelievers. You can see anybody who is not born again is blind by the Satan. His mind is blind by the Satan. So that they cannot see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ who is the image of God. So those who are in the world are controlled by Satan. The God of this age blinded their mind. So he's the one who controlled their mind. So the direction they follow is what Satan wants them to follow. And finally, 1 Corinthians 2.16 For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him, but you have the mind of Christ. Who controls your mind? Let's stand up together. I want to bless you. I prophesied over you at the beginning of this meeting, but let me bless you. We have the mind of Christ, he says. So we must be controlled by the mind of Christ. In other words, whatever you do, your mind must first think, would Jesus have done so? If Jesus appeared to me like this, will I be happy to say, oh my Lord, this is me. Recognizing that he is everywhere that you are. What you think in your heart, your next person doesn't know it. But there is somebody who is looking at it. He looks at thoughts. Your thought is nine-dimensional figure, maybe. He is the image of you. You know, it's the thought of God, he spoke, let there be light, and there was light. Thought of God, he spoke, let vegetations come out, and it happened. So your thought is more than three dimensions when the Spirit looks at your thoughts. Father, I pray for everyone.
May the mind of Christ in you overcome the mind of flesh in you. May the mind of Christ in you direct your path in life. May the mind of Christ in you determine your mindset. Arguments happen in the realm of human mind. Decision of arguments emanates as thoughts. I pray for you. That in all your ventures in life, God will prevail over your thoughts. I pray for you in the name of Jesus Christ. When Satan sent human beings to act so as to bring your old self that was crucified to back to life. May God by the Spirit give you understanding, discernment and control that you will not respond like the devil will. Oh Lord, when we read today we see the life of Job again. Before testing of Job, God gave a commendation about Job. After testing, God added to his commendation. Let the same spirit rise up within us, O God. Help us to stand firm in you. Lord, make us the example of your faithfulness on the planet earth. Everyone under my voice, may God increase you. And I say to you, may the Lord answer you when you are in distress. May the name of the God of Jacob protect you. May he send you help in this season from his sanctuary and grant you support from his Zion. May he remember all your sacrifices and your giving and accept your bond offerings from you. May God give you the desires of your heart as you go in this new week. And may God make available to you angelic support in everything you will endeavor in this week. By the time you see my face next Sunday, it will come to pass that all your plans shall succeed by God. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, in all your battle this week, you shall be victorious in the name of the Lord. You will lift up the banner of the name of our God. And I say, O God, may the God of Bethel, who made a covenant with Abraham at Bethel, and appear unto Isaac and confirmed it with an oath, the God of generations of those who seek him. And appeared unto Jacob and brought him back to Bethel where he fulfilled the covenant. The one who has said in the book of Galatians chapter 3, 9 that those who have faith are sons of Abraham. And we do. May he look at all your requests and may he answer and grant all your petitions. In Jesus' holy and anointed name we are prayed. Somebody say amen.